How can you get a home when the bank says no? This podcast is dedicated to the 1 in 10 homeowners denied each year by the banks. Welcome to the pre-approved podcast. Welcome to another episode of the pre-approved podcast. I am Adam Zock with Set Your Rent. Today, we're going to be talking about renting versus lease option versus owning. We are going to go through the economics and non-economics of each of the three categories. So the economics being the financial impacts and decisions of renting versus lease option versus owning, and then the non-economic impacts, which is more of just the lifestyle considerations for each of these options. Let's start off with renting. The pros of renting. Financially, this is a predictable monthly expense for the duration of your lease. There's not a bunch of huge expenses where you're not going to have a roof or a sink or a dishwasher or something go out that you're going to have an unplanned expense for. And so that's one of the major pros financially, and it may be your overall lowest monthly payment. On a lifestyle or non-economic consideration, you can move freely without penalty. There's less impact to you that at the end of your lease, you just say, hey, I'm done, and you move, and there's not a mortgage or something else hanging over your head of holding you to that. So there's a little bit more freedom that comes with that. In addition to the lifestyle, there's less of a time commitment. There's not a whole bunch of to-dos, making sure you mow the lawn or get the you know, pipes fixed or or do these projects because that is not your responsibility as the renter. When we look through the cons, financially, the biggest one that we hear the most is that you're not making equity in the home. And so they, they technically say throwing it away. And it's not really throwing it away, but in a sense, it's not going towards anything like a normal mortgage would, although you still have a basic cost of living that you're going to have no matter what. Also financially at the end of every year, there can be some unpredictable rent increases per year that if you had a rent payment of $1,500 per month, you know, after three years or five years, you've been there, you know, all of a sudden they could say, Hey, guess what? It's now $2,000 a month. And you really don't have a lot of control, although you could move. Uh, The last financially is you can't really improve the value of the home yourself as a do it yourselfer since you don't have the control and the value improving the house, maybe just be for your own benefit, but it's not really building you anything financially. And so you're just maybe doing that out of your own time. The other con on the lifestyle is you can be forced to move. At the end of the year, your landlord could just say, you know what, I'm not renewing your lease and there's really nothing you can do about it. The other is lingering landlord repairs not getting done. So if you live in an apartment or a home and you have a clogged this or a or a fridge that doesn't work. Yeah, you can call maintenance or your landlord, but oftentimes it's at their own leisure or it may take longer than what you would normally want to do. So that's a quick rundown of rental on the pros and cons, both financially and lifestyle design. For the lease option, also known as rent to own or lease purchase option, we'll go through the same thing, the pros and cons financially and on the lifestyle. So financially with the lease option, you are locking in a purchase price today, hoping that the home will go up in value or you have the choice but not the commitment to buy the home at that price. So if the home is worth $200,000 today, you lock in that purchase price for let's say three years or five years. If that home 
increases in value, you can still buy it at today's price. And if the value drops, you do not have to buy that home. Uh, the other financially helpful point is building your credit or down payment over time. So a lot of people that get into lease options can't quite qualify for a bank loan yet. They want to test some things out. They want to improve their credit. They maybe don't have the 5%, 10% down payment that you would need. And so their goal is to save up for that or use what's called the rent credits to help them with their down payment. The other pro on the non-economic or lifestyle design standpoint is you really can't be forced to move within your lease option time period. And this is typically a longer window. So if you have you know three years to buy the home, at the end of one year, you can't be forced to move the home. So this is kind of control without ownership. You have the right to buy the home where the landlord or the owner cannot sell it from you, but you don't technically own the home yet. So this really takes the home off the market since the owner can't sell it. The last piece is a lot of people like to use lease options as a test drive. And when we get into the cons, this maybe might not be a great idea financially, but if you want to test out an area or a home, lock in a purchase price, live in it for five years, and just say, you know what, at the end of this, I just want to walk away, that would be your opportunity to do so. So those were the pros for lease options. When we look at the cons, Financially, these are typically higher monthly payments. So if we take the example of a $200,000 house in the Midwest, let's say it would normally rent for $1,500. You could get a bank loan for a principal and interest and taxes and insurance payment at a 4% interest rate amortized over 30 years is probably going to be about $1,400. A lease option rental payment will have a 10 to 20% premium on that for the exclusive right to option that home. So let's say that that is now $1,800 a month instead of a normal $1,500 a month. And so that can be a higher monthly payment. You can also be responsible for some of the repairs as a homeowner under a lease option where you may have some of those unexpected costs for small appliances or a cost up to, let's say, $500 that you are responsible for underneath your option agreement. And this varies by state. And so brings me up to the last point on financially is there is a lot of predators out there who are doing lease options or contract for deeds that really don't have a legal document. And we have another podcast on that on the five tips of what to avoid and what to look out for, for, for solving those, but just making sure that financially you're not setting yourself up for failure where you're paying a bunch of money or you have to come up with a higher option fee or a down payment that you could potentially lose. The other con from a lifestyle design is that typically this is longer than a one year and you don't really have the benefit of going month to month. It's kind of an all or nothing where it's typically one to five years that you have this lock and you're kind of locked into that time frame. The, the contracts and the legal rights isn't quite as straightforward as a rental and it's not quite the same as a mortgage. So those lines can be a little bit blurred, which is why having some legal expertise to review it or really being comfortable with the agreement that you're signing signing can be kind of a, a, a con from the lifestyle. Last but not least, owning. Financially, this is a fixed payment for 30 years. You know, It may change a little bit with taxes and insurance going up, but you know plus or minus 10% that you're going to have this $1,400 per month payment for the next 30 years. If the home appreciates, 
that is fantastic, whether it's naturally or you do some home improvements. And the other benefit is writing off some mortgage interest. So those are the financial pros. The non-economic considerations is just kind of that sense of pride, the belonging, the sense of stability, along with the freedom to do whatever you want in your home. If we switch to the cons of owning, financially, your home could lose value, although that's potentially rare. But let's say you bought in 2008 and then all of a sudden in 2009, your home's worth half the value. That can you know, financially be a drain. Typically, you can't buy and sell property quickly. If you buy a home and then move in it one year between closing costs and other things, that's not a great financial decision. Your monthly expenses are typically higher overall than a rental agreement or then you would be paying in rent because your principal interest taxes and insurance may be close to the rental amount. But as you have home improvements and repairs, typically on a month to month basis, that is higher. Although you are gaining some equity, some appreciation throughout the time, but just on a month to month basis, it may be a higher expense, which leads to the last piece financially that there could be some unforeseen major expenses in a home, whether that's a sewer line or roof siding, you know, pest control, doing appliances, doing home improvements. Like there could be some major expenses that you're not planning for. Whereas a renter, uh, you may not see that same thing. One of the cons from a non-economic consideration is there's a little bit less overall, maybe freedom to move. Some people say they're stuck in a mortgage where they, they get into this 30 year mortgage. That's what they're kind of locked into. And they don't see any way of either selling it or moving it. And so if your job position changes, you don't really have the potential flexibility of just moving right away. And so that can be a potential con of buying into a home or trying to keep up with the Joneses and making a poor financial decision. So if I look through that example again of a cost comparison of a $200,000 house just in the Midwest here, I would say that the rent is probably $1,500 to $1,700 a month. A lease option is probably going to be you know, three to four grand down at a minimum, and your rent might be $1,800 a month. But in that contract, you may be getting 180 to $360 a month back every single month that you're making those payments. So it could get pretty close to the normal rental. And then for a bank, if I just run a 30 year amortization at 4%, your monthly payment is 1450 per month. And so when you look at 1500 versus 1800 with some rent credits versus you know, 1450 on a rent versus a lease option versus a bank, you can kind of see the differences on what your monthly payment will be, some of the pros and cons of how much down you would need. So with renting, it's typically one month's rent. With a lease option, it's maybe three to five to 10% down, depending on your situation. And then a bank can be, you know, as low as 0% down. If you're doing a VA, it could be three and a half percent down with FHA. If it's conventional, or you're trying to get rid of your, your private mortgage insurance, that can be up to 20% down. And so that, that can really vary, but wanted to give you an example cost estimate. So in summary, renting likely your lowest monthly payment with the most flexibility to move, although you're sacrificing some control, equity, and ownership in your living situation. On the lease option, the, the best thing is that you're controlling it without owning it. It may be more expensive than renting or owning in and of itself. And so that's a potential consideration for you. And then owning is kind of touted as the American dream. And no one situation is better than the other. Renting is not better than lease option, which isn't better than owning. I think every specific situation 
is unique. And so these are just some of the considerations from a high level view of what you might want to be considering on renting versus lease option versus home ownership. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. You can always learn more by reaching out to us at homeequitypartner.com. Have a good day.